0: Even if you have experience, if you are a seasoned tutorialist, sometimes going full bespoke for the first time can be a little bit overwhelming and impressive. So this is why I'm going to share with you, because you know I'm into bespoke tailoring since more than 11 years now. So I can say that I have a little bit of experience. And today, uh, I'm going to try to share with you a few ideas, concepts, and feelings about the whole experience so that you can use this information for your first bespoke experience or for your next bespoke experience. The first step, when you enter a tailor, the main problem most of the people have is that they, have, they don't have a real precise idea of what they want. So, uh, my, and, and, and most of the time, and that's a pity actually, uh, many tailors don't have many suits available to show you their home style, if they have a home style, or to show you a little bit of, to give you a little bit of inspiration, two houses in the world are exemplary for that. Uh, I'm thinking about the Rubinacci. uh What is interesting with Rubinacci is that when you enter the bespoke salon and you see, I think it's like eight to ten jackets and suits that are their staple styles. So you have double-breasted, you have single-breasted with notch lapel, with speak lapel. You have every, it's inspiration. All of them are bespoke jackets and suits. But you can have immediate guidance because all of a sudden, you can immediately visually say, oh, I'm attracted to that. Or I will easily see myself with this kind of lapels or this kind of cut, etc., etc. So uh, Rubin actually did this and it's a very big help. Because all of a sudden, you have ideas, and you can discuss with the tailor the kind of style, and he can, from there, uh, you can express your wishes, and from there, he can guide you to the thing that will fit you or will not fit you, depending on your morphology and his experiences, most of the time, long, for many of them, a lifetime experience of dressing people elegantly. The second house who is doing uh, this kind of work is Chiffon in Paris, my historical tailor, uh, who um, decided, I think it was in 2010, to um, create bespoke jackets, sport jackets, as examples to give um, inspiration to the client. And, And guess what? When Lorenzo Chiffon is putting these jackets in exposition in his atelier, guess what? These are the jackets he's selling the most because even if you have an infinite choice, too much choice sometimes, it's almost overwhelming. And what do you do? You said, oh, after all, I like this jacket. Why don't I do this very jacket? You know, um, uh, many tailors will tell you this. The suit and even the fabric they sell the most is the one they are wearing the very day you go to their salon. Lorenzo Cifoni said it's always the same thing. When I dress, for example, in a pinstripe double-breasted suit, I will sell this very day three or four pinstripe double-breasted suits, because people, they see and they like it. And so, you understand the first thing. So, make sure you choose a tailor who has example to share with you, or if he doesn't, make sure you are bringing with you photographies or I don't know, you know, screen capture of things that you really like, of movies you really like, whatever, to give an idea to the tailor. Because the second thing which is important to understand is that some tailors, most of them, uh, they have what we call a house style. It doesn't mean that they can't do a specific shoulder for you. If you want a um, um, Napolitan, slopey shoulder without padding. Even, uh, a, a Parisian tailor can do it for you. But most of the time, they will do as a first intention their style, for example, very padded, a little bit. Turning shoulder for a Chifodeli jacket, uh, for example, something more like a Succa with a lot of shearing, for example, for a Napolitan jacket, uh, no lining. So you understand. Every tailor has his favorite style, and this is something you have to clarify very quickly. Of course, normally when you choose your tailor, you will choose a tailor that is as close as possible to your own taste if you like like me if you like structure something that is very charismatic that will really um, make you step out of the crowd uh well a french shoulder is probably the best but if you are already very athletic and you really have you, are, you have a v shape you're very strong sometimes too much padding can make you look a little bit like a wrestler, or you know, a little bit too much. So maybe on this with this kind of um, um, of uh, body, it's better to go to a tailor. So make sure you go to a tailor that is that is um, how would I say legit and which is um, tuned to to your to your morphology and to your wishes. But in any case, a real bespoke tailor. Normally, if he's a real bespoke tailor, he will be able to craft anything for you according to your will. This is what bespoke tailoring is all about. So you understand that after having the idea of what you want to do, and that's very important with the help of your tailor, the second step is to choose a fabric. I've seen people spending four hours uh, choosing a fabric. When you have all this... Bunches from the biggest brand in the world and some people can have up to fifteen thousand different fabric. How can you even if you like you want a pinstripe, you can <laughs> you can have I don't know at a normal tailor you will have five thousand pinstripes to choose from. Part of choosing a fabric is also choosing the weight of your fabric or to put it differently, to to choose if you want a summer suit a three-season suit or a winter suit. I will give you. I, 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 um, you can look at a video on that. Uh, uh, we did a special episode of Sotol Talks a few weeks ago about uh, the weight of fabric. But I can give you the three information that are very easy to uh, remember. If you want a summer suit, summer suit will be around two hundred and twenty gram, two hundred and thirty gram. That is to say, eight ounces. This is a summer fabric. Then, if you want something more. Um, versatile you can wear almost all year long except during the when it's really hot during the summer uh, so it's a three season fabric we are around 250 260 grams and winter it's anything above 300 grams you can go in the summer with a true 320 grams or 400 grams flannel it's impossible it's almost bulletproof so uh, that's the first thing to really decide for yourself uh is it a winter suit a summer suit or all year round suit this is the last category is probably the most uh, sought after suit because that's what if you start your wardrobe of course you're not going to go directly for a seasonal suit you're going to go to uh um uh, something that you can wear almost all year long so now you've chosen your fabric depending on the season uh you've chosen your pattern uh, one trick for that, if you are starting your wardrobe, start with some business suit, go for plain colors. Don't go for strong patterns at the beginning, because uh, if you want something very versatile that you can use, which is, well, the rule is simple, the less pattern, the more formal or the more business, the more pattern, the more casual. It's not true all the time, because you can have patterns that are extremely chic and extremely elegant that you can use for formal occasion or for business occasion. But the, the rule, the big picture is, you know, start with plain colors. Honestly, a beautiful gray, a beautiful blue. Uh, we did a few episodes on that also, the first suits to buy. And, uh, but if you are a more seasoned, elegant man, uh, you have already some kind of a solid wardrobe, you can start to go for the strap. After it's, it's a matter of taste, it's a matter of balance in your own wardrobe uh, how you want to present yourself is do you want every day to be totally extravagant and flashy with big bold lights or do you want every day on the contrary to be totally you know very discreet and understated i think the truth like many many things in life uh, probably stands in the middle now you're going to be measured oh that's pretty much well every house uh, have its own um technique for measuring. Some people measure in centimeters. Uh, some people measure in inches. For example, Cifonelli in Paris, they are French, but they are measure in inches. Why? It's because uh, uh, Arturo Chiffonelli, uh, uh, which is the second generation, but he was the important Chiffonelli, the genius as they call him in the family, uh, was trained in an English uh, tailoring school. And so he, were, he was trained with inches. And so all his life, he couldn't switch to centimeters because it was counterintuitive for him. And to this day, Massimo and Lorenzo, they still use the inch system to measure you. And then after that, you have people who will, you know, use some devices uh for your shoulder to see if your shoulder is is um, um sonia did the the last episode of Toll talk she spoke about that if you have a, a, a your shoulder is totally flat or it can be like an inverted v depending on that uh some uh, will uh measure um you know take 30 50 some even claim they take 50 to 60 measurements well all this is not very important. As long as your tailor knows exactly how to measure you and, uh, and will be able, after all, after that, to craft a beautiful suit for you, uh, this is all what is important. The rest is just figures. But let me attract your attention on a very important subject now. And you will immediately understand for real the difference between a made-to-measure suit and a bespoke suit. Because when you are measured in industrial made-to-measure, they send your measurement directly to a factory, and the factory will execute the suit immediately. In artisanal bespoke tailoring, the tailor will not do that. He will do a basting, that is to say a temporary stitch jacket, most of the time without the sleeve. Some people leave one sleeve. Uh, for example, they don't put sleeve. Uh, at this moment, you can still act on the lapels and on many things on, on, your, on your suit. But it's uh, this fitting is the moment for the tailor where he's going to really put his hand, his genius, his eye, his understanding of your morphology. And that's the main difference. Can you imagine having the privilege to have the time to readjust and then to really start the process of crafting the suit? On the contrary, made to measure goes to a factory and it has to be done immediately right away. So paradoxically, it's much more complicated to do a good make-to-measure than to do a good bespoke because bespoke, you pay for the time of the tailor, you pay for his decades of experience and you pay for these multiple fittings in which you will, little by little, refine the silhouette, refine the elegance and refine the global picture of your bespoke suits. So then come the second and the third and sometimes the fourth fitting. It depends. I would say the average will be uh, the second fitting, um, the English, they call it the forward. That is to say, now we move to the construction of the jacket. Um, I would say that uh, in some areas, I would say three fittings is the average. Some people like Michael Brown, for example, do four to five to even six fittings, but they are very meticulous in paris i would say chief of Lee is between 3 and 4 generally so you understand it's not um it's, it's it's it takes time but also this experience is very interesting so the second fitting now you can start to really discuss with your tailor and from now you will um you will have to ask your tailor what you can still change. And what you can't change anymore, for example, if you went for a double-breasted, after the first fitting, you have a double-breasted. And uh, it's difficult to come back to a single-breasted. Same thing for the lapels When they are constructed, you're going to finish. So be very tuned with your tailor to understand how he works and until when you can still uh, change things on your suits. And then, normally... You go to the third fitting, and the third fitting you can see now for real your suit. As a wrap-up, put this in your mind. First, you have to have a mock-up of what you want. That is to say, pictures, or screen captures, or whatever. Just come with an idea. Not totally precise, but an idea. Second, uh, try to find inspiration at your tailor. Ask him to show you things that he's been doing in the past, or examples, or samples. Third, uh, take your time to choose your fabric. If you start your wardrobe, go for plain fabric. If you're a little bit more seasoned so list, you can go for patterns. But take your time to choose, because that's most of the biggest pleasure in bespoke term, is to choose the fabric and take the time to do it. Don't overdo it, like people have seen spending half a day on choosing a fabric. This is exaggerated. but. You know, let your sensitivity speak because fabric is fascinating. You have so many different nuances. Uh, A shawl stripe is not, two shawl stripes are totally different, can be more or less muted. Uh, The colors can be more or less uh, muted also. It's very interesting. So take your time. Number four, uh, when uh, you are at the bastard fitting, to the first fitting, I remember that that's the tailor's fitting. It's not for you. So, you don't, well, I mean, you have the right to speak, of course, but don't overdo it. It's not the time for that, because at the bastard fitting, you still have a lot of time to choose and to change. Then you have the second fitting, which is the forward fitting, as they call it in Great uh, Britain. And it's, um, it's a fitting where you really, as it, says you move forward so you really now you can ha- you have the right to open your mouth and you have the right and this is what the tailor is 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 awaiting uh, for you to express yourself do you like the pocket do you, you you like maybe this a little bit more like that or you want the waist more pinched you can change everything and then the third fitting which is for most of tailors the final fitting or the fitting before delivery it doesn't mean that the whole suit is ready but the last fitting will give instruction to the tailor and to his team to finish the suit. And this is where you can fix all the details, the buttonholes, the the choice of the button, all the things that can make a huge difference in the end. So these are the main steps of bespoke tailoring. I hope this will be useful whether you will jump into your first bespoke experience or if you will jump soon or you will do soon your next bespoke experience. I hope you're gonna remember that and the main thing to remember it has to remain a pleasure. Waiting and dreaming of something is most of the time more interesting than having the thing. But we all know that because we are human beings. Thank you for listening. Thank you for commenting. Thank you for participating. Thank you for subscribing. And I give you an appointment to the next episode of our tutorial talks. Cheers.